Welcome to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Spend this hour with us learning how you can protect the people you love from the financial, physical, and emotional consequences of an extended health care situation. Because of new state and federal laws, there are new and exciting long-term care planning options available. As a certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott will help you make sense of your options. Now here's your host of Long-Term Care Radio, Brian Ott. You know, back when I was in fifth grade, my best friend uh, Chris and I used to hang around in our little, it was a kind of our little clubhouse, uh, which was a space above his parents' detached garage. And we used to have all these great, big, fancy dreams for the futures. And our expectations were pretty grand for a couple of 10-year-olds. You know, we were going to have maybe pretty normal, you know, fancy cars, motorcycles, boats, you know, maybe our own airplane, season tickets to the Denver Broncos. Um, And we were going to be, you know, retired by the time we were 30 and obviously millionaires. So that's what we had by expectations. And, of course, you had to be retired by the time you were 30 because if you were older than that, you just didn't have any fun anyway. Like our parents were in their 30s then and, um, yeah, they were, yeah, we just didn't want to be there. We were going to be retired before then so we didn't end up old like our 30-year-old parents. But like a lot of kids, we set our expectations pretty high and then we ran into reality and we learned the you know, cold hard truth that becoming a millionaire is a lot harder than we thought. We both ended up with cars in high school that we had worked for, but uh, they were not fancy, you know, sports cars. They were pretty basic. Like I had a 78 Camaro, which I thought was pretty cool at the time, but, you know, it was not some big fancy dream car by any means. And I think my friend Chris ended up with this old Chevy Chevelle. And we, we laugh now because if we go back, you know, back then they were just these old used cars, but if we still had those cars today, they'd be actually pretty cool cars, but unfortunately neither one of us do. But as we age, many of us set goals and we set expectations on everything from our health to our finances to our family, and sometimes our expectations and goals are met, and oftentimes we fall short of that. And last week, I was having a conversation with a financial uh, planner that I I know. Um, His name is Craig. I've met him at several conferences over the years, and we kind of developed a little friendship, and we check in with each other on a regular basis. And we started talking about client expectations versus reality. And he was explaining that one of the hardest parts of his job is to basically reel in the expectations of his clients. He said, I feel more like a counselor than I do an advisor at times. And his point was that, you know, people have very unrealistic expectations on how much return they should get on their investments and how constant the returns are. In other words, they want better performance and they want better consistency than what the market actually provides. So higher returns on their money, that's returns on the investment, ROI, and a consistent return on their money, no down periods. And in reality, the market just doesn't work that way. Now, I mentioned that I run into this sometimes when I'm putting long-term care plans in place, like especially these asset-based long-term care insurance plans for some of my clients. They want to know what the return on investment is so that they can compare it to other investments. And Craig got a pretty good chuckle out of this. He laughed and he said, look, you know, the the truth is zero return on your investment is fantastic on insurance, right? He goes, that's what you want. He says, I would take that all day long. Give me a zero return on my investment. And what he meant by that is, you know, no more, no less. I, I pay a premium for my insurance. I don't use my insurance. I get my money back. That's a zero return on my investment. But I had insurance all the time. Well, that's free insurance, right? So that's really what, you know, he's like, sign me up if you could come up with that. Because we were explaining that, you know, we pay health insurance. You know, I, I mean, think about it. So we, if we pay health insurance premiums until age 65 and then we go on Medicare, and then the government says, hey, happy birthday. Here's a check back for all of your health care insurance premiums, or I guess it wouldn't be the government. This would be the insurance companies. Happy birthday. Here's a check back for all your health care insurance premiums minus any claims. Okay, sign me up. I'll take that. Um, what about if you pay your homeowner's insurance? And you pay your homeowner's insurance, and then at some point you sell your home and you downsize. You call your insurance company and they say, hey, congratulations. You know, No claims on your house. Here's 100% of your premiums back. Well, that's the best of both worlds. You have insurance in case something catastrophic happens. And if you don't need it, you get your premiums back, which basically means you got a net return investment of zero. 
Well, fantastic. I'll take that. You know, that's when zero is a good return on your investment. So I was touching on this last week on the podcast when I was talking about reasons why people have assets that are self-insuring, why they don't put a plan in place. And many people think it's just too expensive because they think they can get a higher return on their investments elsewhere. Well, number one, they can't. We dispelled that myth last week, so you can go back and listen to the podcast if you missed it. Um, But you'll never get the guaranteed leverage, the tax savings, or the claim support from investments that you're going to get from an insurance plan. This is a plain and simple period. The only way you can compare return on investment to uh, investments and what you get back from your insurance is assuming that the risk never happens, the, the, the insurable risk, Right. You never wreck the car. You never the house never burns down. You never end up in a long term care situation because that you know we're 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 not comparing apples to apples, but a lot of people want that. But all that being said, today we have new options. We have long term care plans that not only provide you the insurance protection that you need, but it will also pay you back if you don't use it. And depending on how you fund and how you set up your plan, you may be guaranteed more money back than you put in. So yes. Even though insurance is technically not an investment, it can oftentimes and will oftentimes outperform savings accounts and sometimes even stock investments if if the stock investments go sideways or go down, right? And you can come out ahead. So you can get a return on your insurance premium. And again, insurance is not an investment. So ROI will say return on insurance. That's really what we're talking about in this point on these asset-based plans. Now, I was asking my financial uh, buddy, Craig, I said, you know, why do people have unrealistic expectations when it comes to return on investments? And he just emphatically you know, stated out, you know, it's a lack of education. He said, most people don't understand the difference between investing and savings, and they don't un- understand how to protect their savings and their investments. So I, he's talking about protection as in insurance, you know, regardless of what type of insurance it is. He said, that's really what insurance is. Any type of insurance, whether it's car, home, or health insurance, it protects your investment and your savings because it mitigates that catastrophic cost from a loss. So he also thought there was just too much media hype out there that led to unrealistic expectations. And he was just talking about, you know, you can't turn on the TV without hearing about some stock or some or or Bitcoin or real estate, just something going to the moon, right? And that's the way it's been for like the last decade. Or how someone became a millionaire or a billionaire over some, you know, penny stock. You know, there's always those exceptions out there and people tend to laser in and focus in on those. And this has led a lot of people to believe that they can spend more money, they can save less, and they can expect higher returns on their investments. And, you know, I couldn't agree with him more. In fact, when, when you know, I, I've done a podcast on this in the past, and I think it's worth revisiting this, that there is a big lack of education on some of just the basics. People, especially those of you heading into retirement, really need to start considering some things about your financial health. And I think of your financial health as a three-legged stool. You need to consider the role of three financial instruments to keep that stool balanced and stable. And those three are savings, their investments, and their insurance. Those are the three. So savings, investments, and insurance. And the role of these three financial instruments will change as we age. So it's a different role when I'm 30. I need different type of protection when I'm 30 on insurance than I do when I'm 65. I need to take different types of risks with my investments when I'm 65 than when I'm 25. I don't have time for that correction in the market right? And so savings is one of the biggest issues. We need to learn how to start saving young and we need to, that savings is what allows us to really be a better investor. And so we'll get into that a little bit. I'm just looking at my clock here. I want to squeeze in my first break real quick, but when I come back, we're going to discuss savings, investing, and insurance and look at how and why they work together. I'll be back in two minutes. Avoid the mistake of paying unnecessary taxes. Guarantee the quality of your care and preserve your legacy and wealth by setting up your own tax-free long-term care plan. Learn more by attending Brian's free live webinar class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. 
Finding a secure investment in this financially volatile time seems tough, but crazy financial times also create smart opportunities. One of these smart opportunities is long-term care insurance from 525 Advisors. If you reposition some of your savings and got three times your investment in long-term care coverage tax-free and got all your money back if you never used it, wouldn't you at least want to learn more about it? Well, you can. Join my friends from 525 Advisors for their next free long-term care planning live webinar. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up. You'll learn about smart ways to self-insure, including new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free with every dollar back if you never use it. Don't wait until you're older to get long-term care coverage. Look into this opportunity now from 525 Advisors, one that gives you a secure return. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up for the next free live webinar. That's 525longtermcare.com. Do you know that 7 out of 10 people past the age of 65 need at some point some sort of long-term care? That's 70%. Now, many of us think it could never happen to us or somebody else is going to be there to take care of us. But the facts are clear. Most of us will need to pay for help in the future. And not only is that help expensive, but it puts a burden on family members as well. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, start today with 525 Advisors. Recent changes to the Pension Protection Act have made new programs more advantageous than ever. How would you like to get your premiums back if you never use your long-term care insurance? Well, you can. How would you like to leverage some of your savings for increased coverage using tax-free dollars? Now you can. 525 Advisors are the local long-term care experts. Protect yourself and your family members from the high cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. All right, and I'm back. Um, Thanks for tuning in today. So we've got a live webinar for September. That's going to be on Thursday the 21st. I'm just going to consolidate. I usually try to do two in a month, but um, just because of some, some, I've got weddings to go to. I'm actually out in Colorado. For those of you listening on KOA, I'm actually out in Colorado this week doing a little bit of traveling. And so we're going to consolidate down to uh, one webinar, one live webinar. That's going to be a Thursday afternoon. That is 4 p.m. Mountain Time. That's 3 p.m. Pacific Time. And that's on the 21st of September. And you can get that information at our website at 525longtermcare.com. And by the way, you know, I got a note from, I've got an intern that I hired um, a couple months ago for, for for social media and stuff. And I don't know anything about this. I, I don't have a Facebook page. I don't have an Instagram page. I don't have TikTok. Apparently, I'm not cool. I don't have any of that stuff. But um, a request out there to those of you that listen on the podcast, if you subscribe to our podcast and you put us, give us a review on there, that will really help get that podcast out to other people. So she's trying to explain all this to me. I don't know how any of that thing works, but if you do go to the podcast, if you subscribe, if you see a place, you can use the review. I guess that helps us out. So uh, we appreciate that for all the, those of you that listen to the podcast and then those of you that are listening to the radio. Remember, if you ever miss any part of the radio show, you can get our podcast at 525longtermcare.com or just ask your smart speaker to play uh, long-term care radio with Brian Ott and it'll pull that podcast up as well too. So today we are going to discuss when a zero return on your investments on any insurance product is a great thing. So what we're talking about is what if you could get a zero return on your insurance premiums, basically? Why is it good? But first, I want to discuss the role of these three distinct financial instruments, savings, investments, and insurance, and how they work together and how they provide that you know, financial health for people, stable financial health. And what I'd love to do is start with savings. Okay, this is the most boring of the financial instruments of the three by far, right? Savings. But by definition, savings is simply a surplus of money that a person has left over or the money that they don't spend. And this is something I've been trying to teach my son, right? It's like it doesn't matter how much money you make. If you spend every single dollar you make, you're in the same spot at the beginning every month. It doesn't do you any good. So saving involves setting money aside so it's there when you need it. It can still grow in value, but you have to give up some of the growth opportunity for safety. Okay, Savings 
is there when you need it. By definition, it's safe, right? That's what we want. That's why we have FDIC insurance and savings accounts and CDs and stuff is because that money is supposed to be there when we need it. Now, sadly, most people don't save enough. Most people spend all that they make regardless of how much they make, which is just the American way for a lot of people. And in fact, there's some sobering statistics out there from Time Magazine. They did this uh, report that just came out on savings in the American households for 2023. Average American savings, $41,600. Okay, that sounds good. For half of Americans, that sounds really good, right? $41,000, man, those people have it made. Now, why do I say that? Because the median American household savings is only $5,300, So remember the difference between average and medium. Average is the total savings of all households divided by the number of households. Okay, so that's how they come up with the average. And they say, well, it's $41,000 per household. That sounds good. But if we look at the median, that's the halfway mark. So the median says half of Americans have have less than $5,300 of savings. The other half of Americans have $5,300 or more of savings. That's the median. That's not a lot of money, folks, not in today's standards, $5,300. So keep that in mind. When we talk about savings, it's important to save, but the vast majority of people don't save. But when it comes to financial health, savings is key because it allows us to invest more. And what I mean by that is, let's think of Warren Buffett, for example. If you watch any videos on YouTube, just type in Warren Buffett. There's a lot of funny videos for him. I just love how he breaks things down. Arguably, he's one of the best investors of all time, but he's also known for setting on cash. And when I say setting on cash, I'm not talking about a little bit of cash. I'm talking about billions of dollars of cash at a time. He is known to just set on that because it allows him to take advantage of opportunities that arise in the future. And he always talks about this. Sometimes, you know, it's like being at a bus stop. You're going to have to, sometimes you have to wait longer than others, but sooner or later, another bus is going to come by. And so for some of us, savings allows us to take advantage, you know, it's the same with us. It allows us to take advantage of opportunities when they arise. Um, but you know what? It, it, it's, it also gives us the freedom. It gives us the freedom to do things. And number one, financially, it allows us the, the, the flexibility not to have to sell investments in a down market. If you've got all your money invested and then something happens and you need cash, it's like you, it's time to replace your roof or time to replace your hot water heater, whatever it is. And now I got to go sell a stock. Well, maybe the stock's down. Savings allows us to avoid doing that. So it allows you to leave your money and invest it for a longer time. And a lack of savings is one of the key reasons why people struggle with the next financial instrument, which is investing. Investing by definition is the process of distributing resources, so i.e. your money. So putting your money into something to generate income or gain. A simpler way to say this is we are using our money to make money. That's really what investing is. One of the biggest problems with investing is it's unpredictable, especially over shorter time horizons. I mean, if you look at the the Dow Jones industry over the last 10 years, it's gone up. But if you look over at the last day, like on any given day, sometimes it's down. So the difference is investing involves risk. And the word risk simply means the loss of your money in this situation. Some investments are riskier than others. And the reason you take that risk is because you have a chance of getting a higher return on your money. So again, we're, we're going to say, okay, what's the return on the investment? This one offers a higher return while it offers higher risk, which means you have a greater chance of losing your money. But if you don't lose your money and it pays off, you might get a higher return on it. So that's, that's the whole issue with investing. And one of our conundrums out there we have today is that people think they are saving when they are really investing. And what I mean by that is just think of the average 401k. Unless your money is going into the money market portion, which most people are, most people are like target funds or they've got just some general index fund, those, the vast majority of that money is going into stocks, which are investments, and they can very well go down. They're not going into savings. And so even though I contributed $20,000 this year to my 401k, at the end of the year, I may not have $20,000 in there. I may have $15,000. That's an investment. Whereas if I contributed $20,000 into a savings account, I'd have that $20,000 at the end of the year, plus I'd have a little bit of interest guaranteed. That's the difference on there. So you need to fully understand the risk and you need to mitigate the risk, especially as you age and get closer to retirement. 
if you're in your 30s, for instance, and the stock market goes down and it stays flat for a decade, well, you still have chance, you know, you still have time to, to benefit from some gain before you retire. But if you're 65 and the stock market goes down and it stays flat for a decade, well, now what? Now you're 75 before it starts going up. And it's like you've been spending money out of that retirement account for 10 years. You're never going to recover from that. So you really have to protect yourself by reducing your exposure to risk in your investments as you age. In fact, we need to protect ourselves from catastrophic events throughout our lives. And this is where insurance comes in. What happens if your house burns down? You wreck your car. Your health changes. Um, you have an early death. We, at, or say, as we prepare and eventually move into retirement, our biggest insurable risk is going to become an extended care event or what we call long-term care. So it's going to move away from when we're young, our biggest risk is disability or early death. As we age, get closer to retirement, now our biggest risk becomes an extended health care event. Insurance, by definition, is a contract or a financial product sold by an insurance company to safeguard you against loss. Okay, so we have health insurance, property insurance, life insurance, disability insurance. Those are all common versions of insurance. Having insurance protects both our savings and our investments from an untimely financial cost, okay? Often catastrophic costs. The best savings and investment plans can be absolutely wiped out if your house burns down and you don't have insurance. Or you get in a car accident and you injure another party and you don't have insurance. Or you die early and you leave your spouse with a couple of young kids and without your income, that can be catastrophic. So the takeaway is insurance is a key part of your financial future. And it's one of those legs to the stool. So again, picture that leg, that, that those three legs on the stool. You need to have insurance, you need to have investments, and you need to have savings. And I'll tell you, folks, even just on investment and savings, a lot of people have all their money in savings. Well, they're missing out, right? They're going to get eaten up by inflation. And then some people have all their money in investments, and then they get eaten up when the market turns down because they can't dip into their savings account and live on that. They have to start selling stocks at a loss. So the takeaway today is, you know, the insurance is that key part of our, our future. And as we age, we need to be looking at how our need for insurance is going to change. And our biggest risks are going to change from our health and life insurance over to long-term care. And in fact, statistics bear out that 70% of us over age 65 will need care before we die. And that's just telling us, you know what, the odds are stacked against us. It's telling us like seven out of 10 homes are going to catch on fire. It doesn't mean your house is going to burn down or it's going to be a catastrophic event. It just means it's going to catch on fire. And that's what we're looking at with long-term care. But here's what's changed with long-term care insurance over the last few decades. You know, unlike other health ins insurance or, you know, health insurance in general, health insurance, disability insurance, term life insurance, auto insurance, home insurance, those are all monthly expenses. Today, the new long-term care plans can actually provide you a return, a return on your insurance, so to speak, meaning your money doesn't simply disappear in premium payments like all the other insurance that we're used to paying for. And even though a zero return on your insurance is good, many times it can be positive, meaning that you will get more money back than you put into your plan if you don't use it. But should you need it, you can have true catastrophic coverage for long-term care. And that's going to provide you that leverage, those tax savings, that access to those claim, the claim support, the team of professionals. But more importantly, it's going to protect your savings and your investments. And again, I will tell you, this is what's kind of really scary out there. If we look at it statistically, the number one reason why people file for bankruptcy in their retirement years is due to health issues, right? Uncovered health expenses. Well, what are those? Those are long-term care. Medicare is going to cover all your acute care after age 65. So the unreimbursed health care costs are what we call long-term care. And so it's a real problem out there. And then when we look at the devastation, on, for, especially for people that are diagnosed with like early onset Alzheimer's in the early 60s, maybe they haven't even hit retirement. Or I have a client that was 62. She was still working. She got diagnosed with ALS. She isn't even able to finish working. She's not going into retirement. She's going straight into a long-term care event. That's where that insurance is going to come in and protect you. It's going to protect your lifestyle. It's going to protect your family. It's going to protect your savings and your investments. I'm looking at the clock here. I need to take a quick break for the news at the bottom of the hour. But after the break, we will meet Todd and Kelly, our clients of the week, and I will show you how we set up a long-term care plan that will be funded with level payments over a 10-year period of time. And here's the good news. 
the plan's going to pay them back more than they put into their plan over those 10 years, whether they end up in long-term care or they don't, or even if they only use a little bit of long-term care, they're still going to get a return on their premium payments. All that and more, I'll be right back. Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended health care situation. Learn more by attending one of Brian's free live webinar classes this month. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. 525longtermcare.com. Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, Certified Long-Term Care Planning Specialist with 525 Advisors. Okay, and we're back. And um, thanks for tuning in again this weekend or if you're listening during the week to the podcast. Um, I hope everybody had a you know nice Labor Day weekend. Um, it's hard to believe we are rolling into September already. Um, it's actually one of my favorite times of the year. So I'm spending the week down in uh, Creed, Colorado at uh, my little house. There. I've got a house down there that was uh, it's kind of it's been in the family forever. My grandmother, uh, who passed away in 2015 at age 91, was raised in that house by her grandmother. So um, Creed is just a cute little town, really nice in the summer. They got the repertory theater there. So my wife and I are uh, spending some time there since we're empty nesters now. We got my daughter off at college this fall uh, in Arizona. So um, we are just trying to figure all this out. Um, But anyway, here we are um, back at the bottom of the hour, which is time for client of the week. And this week I have Todd, who is 52, Kelly, who is 53. They are both still working. They have two children, and uh, they came to us because they're doing a little bit of estate planning, and they want to have some long-term care protection, and they want to get a plan in place before they retire. Now, their concerns, number one, they don't want to be a burden on their kids. They've got two kids, and they're like, you know, we just don't want them to have to deal with us if something happens. They want to protect their savings. They want to protect their investments. They just don't want to deplete their estate. They're still building that, and they're working hard. And, you know, personally, Todd's mother is in a care situation right now. And, you know, she's the majority of people. She did not have long-term care insurance. They just never really thought about it. They thought it would all work out. And bottom line is now she's in the process of spending down her assets and is going to end up on Medicaid. And so, you know, they want to avoid that. And that is something that's just eyes wide open right now for, for Todd and Kelly. They're looking at that and they're saying, okay, we need to protect ourselves from that situation. They want to make sure that they can stay in control of their care options you know, and another thing, Todd just realized this. He said, you know, we're looking at Medicaid right now, but Medicaid, number one, it's not going to provide in-home care. And that's a big myth that their Medicaid is going to come in and provide care for you and allow you to stay in your home. It doesn't work that way. He's like, we don't, we either have to provide the care for her and Medicaid will come in and check. So they got to find a healthcare worker to provide a safe environment for her in her home, or she's going to have to go to a Medicaid facility. That's really what it is. And so now they're out on the hunt trying to find facilities that she can move into that will accept Medicaid. Because a lot of them will say, no, we're not going to accept Medicaid. So she would have to move again. And so it's just a real hassle. And so this is something they, they're just saying, look, they, they, they want to make sure they can stay in control of their care options, otherwise get care where they want. What we found out about them when we started uh, the discussion, both were in good shape. Um, Todd had an artificial hip from a prior accident uh, years ago, and uh, you know he was a hockey player, and uh, he he's had his hip replaced and had a little arthritis in it, but he's been doing really well now, and he's fully recovered, so no issues there. And Kelly was in good shape overall, so we did have options for him. We weren't too limited. We could pretty much place him with any of the carriers um, that we work with. They both planned on working for at least another 10 years. Their youngest daughter just graduated college and uh, got a job, and now she's on her way to being independent, so they're pretty excited about that. And that's part of the reason why they're looking into long-term care planning right now, because they got, you know, they're like, okay, we got our daughter out of college, we kind of got our costs reeled in, now we should be in good shape. They have 401k through their jobs, both of them. They have some cash savings. Kelly's going to have a small pension from the school district when she retires. And a side note here, I will just tell you that when we were talking to them, you know, they were doing some estate planning, they're trying to think, so, well, what's the American dream? The number one American dream by far is buying a house and paying that house off. So they were talking about that. They didn't know that much on their mortgage. So they thought, well, now that our Dodge graduated, I think we're just going to put our extra money towards 
um, paying off the mortgage and get that mortgage paid off is what we'll do. And so that's kind of what they were thinking about doing. But they started looking at this. And then what happened is Kelly had a friend who is a teacher who just got diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. And she has had to quit her job. She's not eligible for long-term care insurance. And Kelly looked at that and said, gosh, you know, if we wait, you know, what is it, another five years, another three years, another two years, another 10 years, whatever it is till we pay our mortgage off, yeah, we could put all this extra money at insurance into our house, but we might not be able to get insurance. And, it's, you know, rightfully so. That is something you have to understand that your health is what allows you to get long-term care insurance. And a lot of people, you might be healthy today and you go out 12 months and you are not going to qualify. It can happen that quick. I mean, it can happen in a month. It can happen from a something silly like an accident or a slip and fall that could, you know, cause something that would be, you know, put you in a situation where you could not qualify for long-term care insurance. And they had a relatively small mortgage and the interest rate was under 3, 3%. So even if they don't get long-term care insurance, it still didn't make a lot of sense to pay off their mortgage right now because you can get higher return than 3%. You know, and if you're a Dave Ramsey follower and you, you make up this argument of just get rid of all your debt first and foremost, don't worry about anything. It's like, yeah, there's some people that b- believe that, but if we just look at it statistically and logically, if you can get 3% and that 3% is still a tax deduction and you can get 5% in a savings account, you're better off putting your money there. But people can, you know, I'm one of those people, I pay stuff off because I don't like debt. That's so, I get that. So anyway, you know, Todd and Kelly were thinking about that. They said, well, we were going to take extra money and just start pumping it all into our mortgage to pay our house off. Um, when their daughter was out of school, but now they decided they wanted to look into long-term care insurance planning. And so that's how we ended up talking with them. Now, what they wanted from a plan, number one, they wanted some meaningful protection, meaning that if, you know, either one of them go on care, they want enough money to pay for the majority of that care. They did not want ongoing payments. They would like to have a plan paid up before they retire. So again, they're not carrying payments like a traditional plan. You just keep paying on until you go on claim. But on asset-based plans, we can say, hey, we want five payments or 10 payments and have that paid up in five years or 10 years. Um, they wanted to get care in their home if they wanted care. You know, so if they're in a long-term care situation, it was feasible. Like, like you know, Todd's mom, he's like, look, you know, we just love to stay in her house. And unfortunately, we're spending assets down to, to go on Medicaid and she's probably not going to be able to stay in her house. So they would like to be able to stay in their home if that's possible. Um, they love the idea of getting money paid back to their kids if something, you know, Luckily, fortunate happens, and they never use their insurance. They're like, "Oh, that'd be awesome!" They, you know, we can get that money back, get our premiums back. So they like the idea of getting paid back, and they want to do joint plans. So they basically said, "We both want coverage, but we'd like a plan that would, you know, if 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 I don't use it, my spouse can use it, and vice versa." So that was kind of their wish list. And so what we did, obviously, we started looking at the asset based plans, which is what we specialize in here at Five Two Five Advisors. And we talked about different options and different payment options. And one of the things, when I see somebody that's in their 50s and they're still working, I think one of the sweet spots is to spread the payments out over time. Yes, you could come in with a lump sum out of your savings, but you can also pay over five years or 10 years. And there's some distinct advantages to doing a 10 pay in the sense that if I'm paying in over 10 years, every year that I write a check to the insurance company, I'm also building up some cash value in my policy. That cash value is the money that I would get back if I had to cancel for some reason, but I can also borrow that money out in a pinch without canceling my policy, and I can do that in a tax-free way. I can't do that on a five pay or a three pay or a two pay or a single pay, but I can do that on a 10 pay. So that's what we decided to look at. We decided to set up a 10 pay, which means I'll have 10 guaranteed level payments, one annual payment. So one payment a year for 10 years, and then the policy is fully paid up. We're going to start with a monthly benefit of $8,000, and so that's today. They go out and they get hit by the bus. They each can pull out $8,000 out of this policy. They have a total benefit of $768,000. So it's a true joint plan. So in the bucket of money is $768,000 day one. Each person can pull out $8,000 a month until they exhaust that policy. Now, that's just day one. What's going to happen at the end of year one is they're going to have more money because we put a 3% compound inflation rider on it. So that $768,000 has got a guaranteed growth rate of 3%. And again, when I say inflation rider, it's not tied to inflation. Think of it as an interest rate on a CD. I've got a locked-in guaranteed 3% rate of return that's going to grow that 768 by 3% every year, and it's going to compound. So the interest means the interest I earn this year is going to earn interest next year. That's the difference on compound Versus some policies out there, be very aware. I've seen agents do this all day long. They say, oh, you got 3% inflation. I look at it as 3% simple inflation. 
So if you got a you know you got a hundred thousand dollar policy bucket of money and they say three percent simple inflation, well every year you're going to get three thousand dollars more of benefit. Where on compound inflation you're going to get three thousand the first year, the next year you'll get you know thirty one hundred, next year you'll get thirty two hundred, whatever. It's just going to compound because the interest is earning interest. So they've got the three percent inflation rider, and this is important because again they're in their fifties. So if we go out twenty years now, they're just seventy two and seventy three, but now they've got one million four hundred and ninety seven thousand, so almost one point five million dollars in their bucket of money. They can each pull out just a little bit over fourteen thousand dollars a month to pay for care. If we go out thirty years, now they've got over two million dollars in their bucket. And they can each pull out $18,853 a month. So that's the inflation rider. It's growing the monthly benefit, the amount that I can take out of the bucket. And it's growing the total value inside that bucket every year by 3%. And it's compounding that. Okay, so now let's get back to that's their benefit. Let's talk about how we funded that. Number one, it was a 10-year guaranteed level payment. So that is 10 payments of $24,519. So if they make all 10 payments, $245,189 is what they're going to put in. So $245,000 goes in if they make all 10 payments. Now I say if, because here's the other advantage of a multi-pay versus a single-pay premium. Single-pay premiums are always going to be less. It's just one payment and you're done. But when I'm paying a multi-pay, I'm spreading out, I'm, I'm adding some additional risk to the insurance company. And why is that? Because number one, if either one of them go on claim in 10 years, and let's say that, you know, like my client that was 62 that was diagnosed with ALS, okay, or or they get in a car wreck and they get a spinal injury and they're in rehab for two years, it doesn't matter. If one person's on claim and pulling out benefits, they waive the premium for that year. They waive the premium for the period of time that you're on claim. So if you're on claim for two years, they waive two of those payments. And you don't have to make them up. They just truly waive them. So that's what they call waiver of premium. Now, what happens if they get lucky and they just never use long-term care insurance? They've paid all 10 payments. They live a nice long life. They never use it. 245 went in. 288 is going to go back to the estate. That's going to be tax-free. Okay, So that's considered a death benefit by the IRS. You can use that death benefit while you're alive for long-term care. But if you get lucky and you never use it, it's paid back to the estate. If you use less than that, one of you go on claim or you both go on claim, but it's a very short period of time and you never use it, guess what? 288 minus whatever they paid out in long-term care goes back to the estate. Now, remember, 30 years down the road, they've got two plus million dollars of long-term care insurance. So let's say that they, worst case, you know, they use all $2 million of it. They go on claim. Well, when the second person dies, they still get a guaranteed minimum death benefit of $28,800. So the way to think about this policy, this is what's so great. 288 goes back to the estate if they never use it. 288 minus long-term care is paid back to the estate if they do use it. And if they use all of their long-term care insurance, they still get at least $28,000 paid back to the estate. 28,800, 10% of that death benefit. So that's the policy in a nutshell, a joint policy. And if, you know, I'll throw Todd under the bus. Todd dies, he never uses long-term care insurance. Well, then Kelly gets to use the entire bucket of money. That is her long-term care insurance. Vice versa, if they both go on claim, they can each pull out of that bucket of money at the same time up to the full monthly benefit to pay for care. So really, if you split it right down the middle and you pulled out the maximum amount, each person could have four years of coverage. If only one person used long-term care, they could have up to eight years of coverage using the maximum benefit. So that's what's nice about this policy. And the policies don't expire. So if you're only using half the monthly benefit, the policy would last, you know, for two people, it would last eight years. For one person, it lasts 16 years. It's you have to exhaust the total benefit or the bucket of money, so to speak. Other features about this plan. Number one, it's a cash benefit. I, I did a podcast on this a few weeks ago, cash versus reimbursement. Cash benefit means that once you go on claim, you do not have to send receipts into the insurance company. No receipts required. You'll get your full monthly benefit paid to you. If you don't want the full monthly benefit, you can leave the rest in the insurance company, but I don't recommend that. I say take the money and put it in your savings account. It comes back to you tax-free. The IRS says you can get up to $400 a month in 2020, I mean a day, $400 a day, $12,000 a month. That's 2,002 figures without any tax consequences. If you go over 12,000 a month, you can still receive that money tax-free. You just have to then prove to the IRS that you're spending it on long-term care services. And if you can't prove that, you don't lose the money. You just have to claim it as income and pay tax on it. So still, it's it's still your money either way. So that's what's great. It's got a coronation benefit of, uh, so care coronation benefit built in from day one. So 
what that really means is I end up in a long-term care situation. You know, a lot of times they happen fast and you're trying to figure out, okay, how do I find healthcare workers? How do I coordinate the care that my spouse needs? And so that's where that coordinator is going to come in and go over the plan of care with the doctor and go over everything and try to figure out how to get the people in that you need physical therapy, the people for the, you know, the ADLs, the people for like housekeeping, whatever it is. So that coordination of benefits built in from day one, they're going to pay for that. And this policy has got a very unique feature in the sense that it's got a retroactive elimination period. And what that simply means, elimination period says, I go on claim, just think of it as a deductible period. Most like traditional plans say you pay for the first 90 days of care out of your own pocket, and then the insurance kicks in. Well, this policy says, yes, look, the first 90 days, you're going to just go out and get your care, get it set up, you know, pay for it however you want. Month four, they're going to send you a check for four months worth of long-term care. So they're going to pay you back to day zero. So that's what they call retroactive zero day. So you'll get one check. So if you're getting, you know, $15,000 a month, starting month four, you're going to get a check for $60,000. And then what happens? Well, then every month after that, you get your check for $15,000 as long as you're on claim. Now, think about what this does for, for, for Todd and Kelly. Gives them immediate protection. They're going to write that first check for the $24,000. They have the death benefit in place, and they have immediate long-term care protection. That starts day one. They don't have to wait for that. They don't have to wait till they make all 10 payments. So they have immediate protection today. They've got a growing benefit that's going to grow with them over time so that they know that that $8,000 today is still going to feel like $8,000 in the future because it's growing at 3%. They have peace of mind knowing that they're protected. Their assets are protected. They're not going to be a burden on their kids. They can look at Todd's mom and say, okay, we're not going to end up in that situation because we have a plan in place now. And they've protected their nest egg. They have that asset protection. They don't have to worry about something catastrophic happen. Like, you know, uh, Kelly's coworker who not only is she, you know, in a long-term care situation needing help, she doesn't have her income stream come anymore because she's not able to work anymore. So it really gives them a great amount of protection and makes them, you know, answers a lot of the, the questions out there. People have, how are we going to pay for care? Well, if something happens, you're going to flip the switch over here because now you've got a tax-free stream of income. It doesn't have any effect on their taxable situation at any time they pull the benefits out. So just a really well-thought-out plan. And it's one of our most flexible plans. The thing is they wanted flexibility with a cash benefit plan. They can get help anywhere they want, and they can also hire who they want. So they can even hire one of their family members. They can pay their daughter if their daughter really wants to move back in and stay with them. It's like, well, you know, we we can honor that help that you're providing us with a paycheck. We can actually pay you to come take care of us. And so that's just a great benefit from them. Looking at the clock here, I need to squeeze in my final break here, but stick around. I've got a little bit more. I'll be right back. New asset-based programs protect your savings and your family, and even pay you back if you never use them. Make sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free live webinar classes at 525longtermcare.com. Finding a secure investment in this financially volatile time seems tough, but crazy financial times also create smart opportunities. One of these smart opportunities is long-term care insurance from 525 Advisors. If you reposition some of your savings and got three times your investment in long-term care coverage tax-free and got all your money back if you never used it, wouldn't you at least want to learn more about it? Well, you can. Join my friends from 525 Advisors for their next free long-term care planning live webinar. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up. You'll learn about smart ways to self-insure, including new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free with every dollar back if you never use it. Don't wait until you're older to get long-term care coverage. Look into this opportunity now from 525 Advisors, one that gives you a secure return. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up for the next free live webinar. That's 525longtermcare.com. Hi, this is Brian Ott with 525 Advisors. Over the years, I've had the opportunity to protect many people and their families with long-term care planning. However, I've also seen how long-term care events devastate families and turn the last years for the family into their worst years. Many people believe the downside from a long-term care situation is limited to financial loss. Yet often, it's the emotional damage that lingers and hurts the family members the most. Watching a loved one go through their savings is one thing, but watching a loved one lose their dignity is far worse. 
Long-term care insurance provides a dedicated source of funds to help pay for your care when you need it. But more importantly, it provides you with a team of trained professionals that will help you and your family manage your care. Learn how you can stay in control of your care options, maintain your dignity, and protect the people you care about most by attending one of our upcoming live webinars. Sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com. All right, and I'm back. And uh, again, you heard some ads there. We do have a webinar coming up on the 21st of September. And I know that sounds like a long ways off um, since it's the 9th is when this show is going to air. But it's not that far out, folks. Uh, September rolling pretty quickly into that. And a quick uh, programming note here, for those of you out in Colorado, which is where I'm at right now, um, the, the regular time for us on KOA Radio is Saturday morning at 7 a.m. And because of some sports broadcasting, we are actually moving to, I think we're going to have um, Saturday evening and a little bit earlier Saturday morning, and I think we have an afternoon show on KHOW, which is another radio. So if you're listening to this podcast, you're stumbling on that, and this is the first time you're new to long-term care radio um, podcast, you can listen to long-term care radio on um, our website. You can grab all the podcasts there. Or if you do like listening on the radio in the Colorado market, it's on at 7 a.m. Saturday mornings um, is our regular time slot there. And we're probably going to get bounced around a little bit because KOA does a lot of sports. And so just depending on, on you know who's playing where and who, they might bump us again. But uh, you can always find out the information and get the podcast at our website. And again, that's where you'll sign up for one of our uh, webinars as well to 525longtermcare.com. Now, we're in the process of really kind of changing out our website. And uh, if you land on our homepage, you're going to see about our, you know, right right on the homepage, our three most popular plans, our lifetime benefit plans, the plan we just discussed today and our client of the week for uh, Todd and Kelly, which is our cash benefit plan. It allows you to pay family members. That can also uh, be, you know, a very flexible plan. And then our savings-based plan, those are funded with just a single deposit. Those are great for people that maybe have some more health issues or they've got money sent in CDs or savings accounts because we can just turn every dollar you deposit into $3 tax-free for long-term care, but your money still earns interest and still grows over that time. So those are our three most popular plans, and then we you can read about those on our website. You can also see some examples and things like that. So it's a constant evolution here of what we're trying to do. We're trying to get the information out there because we believe you have to start with education. I think the biggest issue going back, I was talking to that financial advisor, Craig, you know, it is a lack of education. It's, you know, because especially for insurance, it's not the funnest thing to think about. I mean, I would rather plan a vacation myself than sit there and start talking about insurance. I remember I was redoing my homeowner's insurance last year. I'm like, Ugh, you know, I don't care. Just tell me what I need. And it's kind of sad because I'm in the business. So I get that. So, but we try to make it easier for you to get some information and we're going to be putting some more videos and things like that on our website as we figure this out. And once my uh, social marketing intern gets me figured out to even what she's talking about, I mean, we might as well be talking about, you know, designing a nuclear reactor right now. We have Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all this stuff out there. I don't know any of it, but we're trying to just find more ways to reach people and get that message out there. Because like we were saying today, you know, you got investment, you got savings, and you got insurance. But the great thing about these new insurance programs out there, they pay you back if you don't use them. And I'm telling you, I've said this before, and I will keep saying it. I'm standing on my soapbox. You know, I wish a property and casualty insurance company would come out with an option like that. You know, charge me more, charge me more up front, give me my money back. If my house doesn't burn down, I'm all in because it's just it's a really great way to do things. And that's what's nice about these asset based long term care plans. Now, you know, why do we get insurance again? It's not because we're going to get a return on that money. So we're starting the show, and, and the title of this podcast is like, when a zero ROI is good. So when is a zero return on your investment is good? Well, when a zero ROI or return on your insurance is good, it's great. That means you get your money back. You had free insurance because what we're really worried about is, well, I did wreck the car. I did wipe out that bus full of attorneys, and now I need a lot of money, and oh, I happen to have this insurance, and the insurance is going to pay for it. That's why you get it. Now, wishful thinking, we hope that we never hit the bus full of attorneys and we never owe any money. So wouldn't that be great? It's like, yeah, we did do that. We drove responsibly. We didn't have the accident. We get our money back. Well, that's what these long-term care plans are doing. They're, 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 and, and if you listen to the different client of the weeks, one thing to keep in mind, what I tell everybody is we are all self-insuring. 
my asset-based clients are still self-insuring. Todd and Kelly are coming up with $250,000, so to speak, $245,000 over 10 years. That's their money. So what happens when they go on claim? 30 years down the road, they start pulling out $18,000 a month. What are they doing? They're getting their money back. They're getting their $245,000 back. But why does it win? Because when they get to the $245,000 mark, now the insurance is kicking in and they've got another $1.7 million of insurance that will continue to pay for that benefit, right? What happens when our house burns down? Well, if you've been paying premiums for 30 years at at, at $2,000 a year, and that $60,000, that first $60,000 that comes back is your money. Well, if it costs you $500,000 to rebuild your house, that's a pretty good, that's a good return, right? But that's not where we got it. We didn't get it because we think we're going to get a return because with most insurance, when you're just paying premiums, the return on that investment is simply if the event happens, the house burns down, the car wrecks, you know, your, your spouse dies and life insurance pays out. We don't want that. And it's the same with long-term care. I don't want my clients to use their long-term care insurance. I hope they don't have to. I hope we all live a nice long life and, you know, whatever it is, blow out candles on our 100th birthday and go to bed and that's it. You know, that, that would be a great way to go. But unfortunately, life is messy. Statistically, seven out of 10 of us are going to end up in a long-term care situation. You are self-insuring that exposure. That risk is yours. The way you can mitigate it now is with long-term care insurance. And these plans pay you back whether you use them or not. And folks, that's what you have to understand. There's just... Uh, yes, you got lucky, you lived to be 100, you didn't need the insurance, maybe it would have done better in the stock market. But that's, again, the odds are stacked against you. That's not why we got it. We got it because if something does happen, especially early on, now all my other assets are protected, my family's protected, I'm not going to become a burden on anybody, and I'm going to stay in control of my care options. That's why we get it. You've burned another week with me. I'm spending the week in Colorado. I'll be back next weekend, though, with another new show. So thanks so much. You've been listening to Long-Term Care Radio with certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott. You can download and subscribe to the podcast at 525longtermcare.com and learn about all the long-term care planning options available. If you have questions for Brian or would like information about any of his upcoming long-term care webinars, go to 525longtermcare.com. Be sure to join us next weekend for another edition of Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. For information, show schedules, and podcasts, go to 525longtermcare.com.